Can going against the marketing grain actually pay you better in the end? Hmm? Should you stop trying to fit in and start standing out? The question is, how? Stay tuned and find out. Being an entrepreneur sounds like, yes, another new client. I did it. But it can also sound like, I am really not understanding this technology. And I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Am I even cut out for this? That's why I started the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast to help infopreneurs, coaches, and course creators who want to build a business online but are battling technology, overwhelm, procrastination, and even imposter syndrome. Think successfully. Think differently. Think bigger and take action by learning tips from an array of business owners, all dropping knowledge on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to another dose of weird marketing learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brayman. And as you already know, and if you don't, maybe you're a new listener, I have been in the coaching and course creation online space since like the 90s. So you could say I got a little experience under my belt, yet here I am still learning. And that's why I'm here to share with you what I have learned and what I am still learning about course creation, coaching, entrepreneurship, infopreneurship, and even a little personal development in here, which I think begs the question, who are you? And to me, that answer, my friend, is infinitely more important. I think you are a driven entrepreneur, more specifically, maybe an infopreneur with or seeking a coaching and maybe an online course model in your business. Or perhaps you're just hoping to have that very, very soon. Either way, you are definitely here because you are ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling them up with some great marketing, personal or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire. It absolutely deserves to be, and that's why I'm here hitting you with yet another solo success episode coming to you straight from the Dark Horse HQ as we dive deep into your infopreneur and course creation success with actionable advice, tips, and steps designed to help you level up your game. Why? Because as we all already know, there are no shortcuts to success except for taking those little steps towards goal every single day. And sometimes those steps can be a box step, sometimes a foxtrot, sometimes it's a jig. Sometimes those steps are just funky. Think about it. If you're as old as I am, you have seen so many dance styles evolve over time, right? Uh, we're talking about, you know, I was born in 63. There, I just dated myself for everybody out there. But, you know, we've seen all kinds of cool dance styles, odd dance styles, amazing dance styles develop. I know for the longest time I watched uh, So You Think You Can Dance because I enjoyed watching all the different ways people would articulate uh, emotion, music, and feelings via dance, right? Oh, my God. So amazing. Some of the interpretive dance was just crazy. And some of it, I don't know, was weird, right? Even flashy, which is why we're here. We're talking about how to be weird, trivial, and flashy for a profit. Now, let's think about some products out there. How, how about this one? You've heard this one, and if you haven't, you're about ready to hear it right now. Pregnant roller skates. Hmm? Yeah, right? That's what people called the first Volkswagen Beetles. Now, while back then, other car manufacturers were naming their cars the Mustang, the Cougar, 
right? The XR7, the Dodge Challenger, right? Volkswagen started naming theirs after an insect. <laughs> and if you think back and you can go look at these up, right? Volkswagen ads proclaimed the beetle to be the lemon and asked the question, do you earn too much to afford one? Now, for those of you that aren't aware, and I think most of you will, if you call a car a lemon, it means a bad thing. That is not a good thing to be called in the car industry. And actually, it's a coin that's been uh, a term that's been coined over time. That you, know, you bought a lemon, um, but then they actually asked in the ad, "Do you earn too much to afford one?" Well, what? Wait a minute. Other car dealers, meantime, all right, they're they're calling the Beatles a junk. They're calling them junk, and even worse. And the Volkswagen used these bad comments as a huge selling point by being decisively different. A little weird, right? A little, just a little, little off the rocker. They went against the grain using the weirdness to build their own tribe of loyal followers. Um, now, one of my uh, best friends was one of those loyal followers. But imagine it, it, back then if they had tried to compete head-to-head with the major manufacturers, the car manufacturers of that time. Now, you think about all the ads that used to be out back then, and even are today, right? They're all like, we're more luxurious, we're faster, we're sleeker, we're quieter, right? We're more dominating, right? We will, people will admire your good taste. Hmm? The company would have failed probably within less than a year if they would have tried to take that approach with the VW Bug. Instead, they embraced their quirkiness, they embraced their difference, and as a result, their, sky, their sales skyrocketed. I mean, they were through the roof. I remember being in Southern California. My dad settled, retired from the United States Army in my early teen years. This would have been, I don't know, late 70s, early 80s. It would have been early 80s, if I remember correctly. Anyway, um, and Beatles were everywhere. And, and think about this. You know, if we're talking about um, quirkiness, um, a celebrity that pops into my head is Andy Warhol. Remember Andy Warhol? For those of you who don't, he had some very unique ways of uh, portraying people in pictures and in paintings. And people back then, they called his work trivial and flashy. What do you think Andy's reply to that was? He said, quote, thanks, I adore the trivial and flashy, unquote. Now, for those of you who don't know, go look up Andy Warhol, and one of the things you'll probably see is his infamous painting of the Campbell's soup can. Yeah, see, I think sometimes the key to occupy the ground first, to take first step and to take ownership, um, or is to take ownership of your faults and your weaknesses. See, here's the thing about that. When you do that, any criticism that you get will only help make your point more powerful. If you say, you know what? I am this, right? I am a recovering alcoholic. I am a former drug user. I am you know, any of the, the down points that anybody could put on about you being a coach, a course creator, uh, a teacher of others, well, then they're just helping make your point more valid. You say, you know what? The reason I can do this is because I have done it. I have been on the other side of the coin, right? Uh, and then you could also use you know, your quirkiness as part of it. But 
Um, if you're in an online marketing niche and you're posting pictures of, oh, we've all seen this, right? The mansions, the swimming pools, the models, the Ferraris. I just saw one, uh, what was it, last weekend at the time we were recording this. It's October 2nd as I'm recording this, right? And last weekend, um, or earlier last week, yeah, it was last weekend, The I think uh, FHL was going on, Funnel Hiking Live. And a number of the folks I associate myself with uh, were in attendance. And one of them took a picture from their balcony of their, uh, their hotel where everything was taking place. Of two Ferraris parked out front. There you go. If you're doing that, then you're competing with every other marketer who is doing the exact same thing. And there are a lot of those folks out there doing that. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. We see it everywhere, right? Their own, and sometimes it's their own version of the same thing. Hey, I just bought this amazing house, blah, blah, blah. Which, God, you know, I'm not hating on them. Don't get me wrong. I don't want a Ferrari, I think they're amazing cars. They do amazing things. And I I like to look at big, amazing mansions. I did a mansion tour in New Orleans many, many moons ago, and it was a great experience. I don't want to live in one. I just don't. It's just me. So I would be insincere at best if I were to show you pictures of mansions and, and Ferraris and and you know, such things. Now, if I show you a picture of a 1976 Firebird, that might be another thing. I love muscle cars, which is different, right? I could use that quirkiness. I could use that truthfulness. Be truthful. Be proud. Be you. You hear me just touting this all the time. Be you. Then regardless of what others think or say, when they do criticize you, they're simply reinforcing your own authentic brand, right? Think about it, right? And here's the cool thing about that. You could just make your point and smile and say, thank you very much. That's who I am. They're saying, hey, all you attract are alpha males. That's fine. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to attract. Or you only attract, you know, uh, females. That's fine. That's all I'm trying to attract. Whatever it is. But some folks will be out there trying to put you down for it. Use that as your leverage. I remember when I worked for Coca-Cola. Here's one of the cool things. Uh, the folks in marketing, because Coca-Cola was a, uh, a legacy brand uh, and had set themselves up with this, this image, there was a lot of types of marketing that the – leaders of the of the brand did not want to do they didn't want to be edgy they didn't want to be controversial right they just wanted to keep that flagship brand alone this is, this is our anchors our legacy we've been around 1800s 1900s right and here we are right in the 90s and we're still going strong but those folks in marketing knew the power of being edgy and being quirky and being different so what did they do they bought a brand that was edgy right out of the gate. Uh, it was Barks, Barks Root Beer. Did they have to? No. They wanted a spicy cherry product that they could take to the market. That And they combined that with their desire to reach out in a more edgier fashion. And they did. Barks had already had some pretty cool um, marketing out there. And so they were able to kill two birds with one stone. They still were able to keep their legacy brand stoic and 
you know, up to its previous standards, like your grandma and grandpa, right? You don't, you don't want them to change. They are who they are. And then they could also go out there and market to the younger, edgier groups out there via this new vehicle, this new product in their portfolio. Barks has bites and they would show this dog. Anyway, I just want to think, but here's one of the things I wanted to chat about. I mean, I want to give you some examples of folks being different. Call it being edgy, call it being weird, call it whatever you want to. Here's some examples of some things that people are doing that are out of the box. Selling jellyfish. What? Yeah, jellyfish is not the cuddliest of pets, let's just be honest. But apparently there is a market for them, but they're not cheap. In fact, as I looked at it, there was a there's a website I found where their jellyfish were going for at least the starting point was 330 bucks. And with that, you would get a jellyfish, a small tank, and about enough food to last this jellyfish for three months, which coach you would need to come back for more food, right? So there is a probably a subscription model going on there. And what other aquatic life could they be selling? Who knows? Maybe they're going to be selling you some pet oysters, right? like the pet rock. <laughs> okay. But you could, you could imagine this could be the quirkiness intro in the door for our fish friends out there, the people that like to have fish tanks. Okay. So if you're in the fish tank business and you're listening to me right now, I'm not sure why you would be, but hey, you're here. Thanks for thanks for listening to the fart. Think about that. Wait a minute, selling jellyfish. Whoa, that's quirky. That's different. Hmm? I had uh, I had a, a very unique guest on my show many uh, many episodes ago, Artie Hoffman. Hardy Hoffman was a medium. I just found out about, here's one here called, uh, when I was doing my quirkiness and weird research for this episode, there's a medium out there that communicates with your dead pets. As a medium, they would help you connect with people like Artie does, right? And if you want to go back and listen to that episode with Artie Hoffman, where he talks about angels and answers, uh, talking about being firm and fair, uh, it's Artie Hoffman, that's episode 216, go check that out, it was very unique, he's uh, created a, a cool little business for himself. But let's go on here. Here's one. This medium, uh, I believe her name was uh, Lisa Miller, said that the animals, both living and deceased, are eager to connect just like our human counterparts. And she has an hour-long phone consultation that costs you 125 bucks, right? Now, she offers you know clients discounts if they submit a toast testimonial. But just think about this, right? This is a moneymaker for a medium that wants to be different, or, or has the ability. I'm going to assume that you have to have an ability to do this before you can go out there and do it. Maybe uh, maybe there's an opportunity to connect with your uh, deceased jellyfish. I don't know. Right? <laughs> okay. Um, you, you could be a professional eater. Yeah, there's those. Uh, you could be a prof- on the other side of the uh, of the coin. You could be a professional weight loser. You can. Here's one from my artist friends out there. Okay. You can paint dumpsters. Hmm? There are two kinds of. Uh, I guess dumpster painters that are out there, there's the industrial ones where you just get out there and you paint it a single color. But in Pennsylvania, right, the container, was it Container Painting Repair in Maryland shows up to your business and they will put custom murals on your uh, dumpsters. That's a unique model. That's weird. That's quirky. And at the same time, I'm willing to bet, and I didn't go and double check this, but they will also just put plain things on your dumpsters. So if you're out there looking for, you know, someone to, you know, prepare your dumpsters or paint your dumpsters, you'll come across this go, well, wait a minute. 
I have a cool little corner restaurant, and unfortunately, my dumpsters are on display in the alleyway right there as people drive by. If I can make it look cool and not ugly, because let's be honest, dumpsters are not good looking in the first place. Huh? There we go. There's an option for you. I mean, and, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Give away a book. I have one that's coming up here, and I'm actually going to be doing that. So I'll tell you that about that in a little bit here. I alluded to it. I actually didn't allude to it. I actually told you about it in the previous episode. But let's think about this. Um, I, the little research I came across, there was a, a young lady who had built this, excuse me, bought this beautiful house, and she only paid $1,700 for it. Then she turned around and wrote an e-book on how to buy cheap homes. Now, sales were non-existent. And she put the chapters on a website and then gave the book away by email and a link to each new chapter a week. Now the website is making, you know, some money every single month via AdSense and has been doing so for years by giving away content. And we've heard talk about this. Um, and that's what I'm getting ready to do now. And I'll, I'll, uh, like I said, I alluded to that earlier. I'm going to tell you about that here in a minute. You can sell your friendship. What? Yeah. You could uh, rent your friendship. I think it's rentafriend.com or something like that. They claim that you can make up to 50 bucks an hour on their platform, you know, just in free emails or concert tickets or whatever have you. So uh, you could sell pet rocks. Yeah, yeah, I was, I know I poked fun at this earlier, but in my notes here, the pet rock is still selling. You could sell, here you go, effigies. Ooh, maybe you're an artist and you can do uh, moldings and. I say castings and, oh, I don't know, carvings, whatever it is. But you can actually sell effigies for people to burn. <laughs> right? With all the political things that have been going on the past couple of years, that could be a profitable business. Again, still weird, still unique. It could be a piece of your business that is just there for that uniqueness. Well, and kind of fun at the same time. How about, how about some weird toilet paper? What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, I know my, uh, my father-in-law downstairs... Uh, and I say downstairs because he lives in uh, like a mother-in-law suite in the basement of our home. And he's 80-year-old and has been collecting political um, pieces, political memorabilia since he was 19. So you can you can do the math. It's been quite some time. And he has a whole wide variety of things from across the decades. Um, you know, the, actually, probably more than just the decades. He's got stuff for... Uh, Benjamin, not Benjamin Franklin, from uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. He's a big fan of Kennedy, uh, on and on. But one of the couple of the funny things, I think they're funny anyway, are rolls of toilet paper, right? Touting either one candidate or another or putting down one candidate or another. So whatever arena you're in, you could certainly create some unique toilet paper for that arena, right? There you go. Uh, you could, here's one, and this is one I'll, I'll leave you alone after this one, and we'll continue on. How about managing the Facebook pages for the dead? This one caught my eye because, uh, as many of you know, my brother died a few years ago. Actually, it was eight years ago, just last week. Uh, maybe we could do it. Anyway, uh, eight years ago. And there's, there's folks out there that are actually uh, managing those legacy contacts, managing those pages after folks die, um, I, I don't know why they'll be doing that. What's, you know, what reason we're doing it, but 
it's unique, it's weird, it's interesting, right? So if there's an opportunity within whatever it is you do, maybe you're a medium. <laughs> maybe that helps you connect with them. I don't know. There's some thoughts here. As I started to look, oh, look at weirdness and uniqueness to help further my message here of how to be weird and trivial and flashy for profit, there's just some random ideas I stumbled across. So when you're thinking of your business, maybe you're just a coach. Maybe there's something quirky about how you coach. Maybe there's some quirky, something quirky about you as a person. Maybe there's something quirky about your perfect client. So now you can leverage any or all of those into your marketing points to so that you could you know, be you, be truthful, be proud, and be different than the competition all at the same time. All right. Now, like I mentioned earlier, I've got this freebie that should be posted up on the website by the time you're listening to this. This is a Wednesday episode, and it should have been up there by Monday. And it really kind of comes to uh, some of the numbers we've talked about. So forget about being quirky. Let's make sure we know our numbers. I've done a number of episodes about this, but... I mean, I guess one of the key questions I would have to ask you as a business owner is, are you ready to boost your bank balance? Yeah. And if you're saying no, then I'm not sure you know why you're listening to this podcast or any podcast for that matter, because you don't need the help. I think that without the success formulas that will be in this freebie, you'll be leaving money on the table, right? You're smart and chances are you already know things like conversion rates and up rates, uh, open rates, and click-throughs are some of the ones we talked about. But do you know how much each one of your customers is worth? Hmm? And more importantly, do you know how to make each customer and each transaction even more profitable? Because, I mean, here's the thing. Let's be clear. If you're not tracking the right numbers, or here's the, here's the scary part, if you don't know what they are at all, then I guarantee you you're leaving cash on the table. And you're just walking right past it, or just maybe just lighting it up on fire. Uh, because I have found in my many, many years doing this that there are big profits that are hidden and often trapped inside those quote-unquote magic numbers of your business. So how do you unlock these profits? Well, that's where this freebie comes in here, this lead magnet. I'm, gonna call it. I'm just going to say it like it is. I'm not going to be fully transparent. This success formula guide is going to show you a number of things, and I'm going to tell you about three of them right now. Uh, in yesterday's episode of the podcast, I told you about all of them. I'm going to hit you with only three because we're already 23 minutes into this, right? What is the number one key that the world's most successful businesses are using to grow their profits and how can you do the same thing? Uh, that's money. That's a lead magnet all by itself. And then we're going to talk about the three surefire ways that you can get your customers spending more money with you every single time you get them to take out their credit card. Hmm? Yeah. All right. So now we're going to talk about what's what one way you can what, number way to grow your profits. And then let's talk about three more ways you can get your, your customers to spend more money. Then we're going to talk about six things that you can test right away right out of the gate to maximize your order form, upsells, and cross-sells, right? We're at 10 things already here. And I've got nine ways to boost your lifetime value of each and every customer. You do this and you're going to make more money the easy way. And that's not it, right? We're going on and on and on, giving you all kinds of great content here. And here's what I'm doing with this. This is where early participants are going to benefit. Right now, 
if you go to the website, if you're listening to this about the time this episode drops, and it's October 2nd, 2022, when this episode comes out, actually when I'm recording it, so it's going to come out on, I think, October 5th, October 5th, um, for the first couple of weeks or so, maybe four weeks, I'm going to leave this up as a lead magnet for all my listeners to come to. So you go to www.darkhorseschooling.com and down at the bottom of that page, you're going to see the little sign-up form. Yeah, the little opt-in form as they call it, right? Yeah, give me your email and I'm going to give you all this value, right? But here's the real magic that's going to happen. This is going to become a course. I'm going to turn this whole little book into a course right now. I don't know, what is it? Uh, I can't see how many pages it is right here. I'd have to open it up. I don't want to do that while I'm talking to you. But I'm going to take all these tips and all this content and turn it into a course. Well, why do I want to give it away for free first? Well, one, I think I believe in giving value first. You're listening to my podcast. I'm giving you value. You're giving me your email. I'm giving you value. And as a result of giving you the value twofold, in about two weeks after you uh, opt in, I'm going to send you an email asking you for your commentary. What did you get out of it, right? What testimonies can you give me? And then two, what unanswered questions are in that product or aren't in that product? Hey, you went through, you've read it, you know, hey, Tracy, this is great, this is great, but here's what's missing. You didn't answer this question. You didn't answer that question. You didn't tell me anything about this, that, or the other thing. I want to get that from you. I want to put it into the content, and then it's going to become a course. Now, see, now I'm, I'm practicing what I preach. I keep telling you, listen to your audience. You, my friend, are my audience. So go down there, darkhorseschooling.com. Down at the bottom of the page, you'll see the opt-in. It'll be for the success formula guide. But give me your email. And put your first name in there. Give me your email. Be sure to give me your email because that way I can send it to you <laughs> right away. And then go through it. Read through it. Tell me what you think. Good, bad, no, I want it all. And then what is missing, right? And if you don't tell me right away, I will certainly reach out to you in about two weeks after you have checked it out to ask you that question directly. And then we'll just build the comment, we'll build the course from there. And here's, the, here's, here's how I'm going to buy you. Here's the ethical bribe I want to give you as part of this. For those folks, and I'm thinking about the first 10 folks, for those entrepreneurs that uh, come back and say, Tracy, here's, you know, this is great content. Give me that testimonial. However, here's a piece of it. I, I don't understand, or you didn't explain to me well, or a piece you didn't even discuss whatsoever. And I add that to the course. I'm going to put in a link to your website, to your product, your service in the course. So as people are going through the course, they're going to see your uh, contribution to this. So it's free advertising for you. So that's how I'm going to pay it forward. And so I'm going to pay it back at the same time. So go one more time. This is the call to action for the end of this show. Go to darkhorseschooling.com. Go down to the bottom of that page and sign up for this success formula product. But it's we'll call, call it a lead magnet for now. All right. About long enough about that. So go check it out now. www.darkhorsecooling.com. Go to the back. Give me your name. Give me your email address. And I'll send it to you. And I want your honest input. All right. There you have it, my Dark Horse friends and family. Get out there. Run your race. Get your results. Come let me hear about it. Seriously. Tracy, Dark Horse Schooling. Tell me the tip or idea that you came away with. How you put it in action. And what results you got from it. 
who knows, probably bring you on the show and let you share your story. So until next time, think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.